Welcome to the XYZ Experiment Podcast. I'm Fiona, 53, and I'm Gen X. Hi, I'm Sarah, 44, and I'm a Xennial, halfway between a Millennial and Gen X. I'm Dash, I just turned 39, and I'm a Millennial. I'm Amelia, I'm 27, straddling the confusing line between Gen Z and Millennial. Welcome to our last episode for 2022 and today we're going to talk about how we're going to celebrate Christmas or if we celebrate Christmas. So my question to you today is what do you do for Christmas? Uh, I'm going to jump in, Sarah here, and I don't know, maybe it is a zenial thing, but what I do for Christmas is hover like a dark cloud a Grinch, a Grinch-shaped cloud over everybody, <laughs> reminding them of the sickening consumerism that Coca-Cola started when they invented Santa Claus, and we perpetuate by filling landfill with metric tons of plastic crap every year. Um, I just every year that goes by, I think it turns my stomach more and more. Really? I don't know. Is it the it's the consumerism and the environmental damage that it's doing that that you don't like? Is it the message that's going out? What is it? Like if we ground it's, done and it is it's not nothing to do with family. You obviously want to spend time with your family and things like that. Like hundred percent, right? And but I just feel like yes, spending time and and. Um, enjoying being on holiday and for people who are religious really tapping into the meaning of christmas for them those are all fantastic but i feel like it's just been supplanted with this um focus on how much can we consume um how how much do we need to buy i mean that's how success is measured right over this period Mm. oh spending was up oh no spending was down this year Um, and it just, yeah, I just have to tap out of all of that. I really get very, very Grinch-like this time of year. And it's really interesting that you say that, Sarah, because I remember a childhood memory of when we would go to church on Christmas morning and they'd get all the children up the front and say, oh, what did you get for Christmas? And they'd get people to kind of say what they got. What? And then um, I think my mum or someone else complained because, like, not everyone has the same um, in terms of Christmas. And I recently also heard about a story where at school a child was asked, oh, you know, what are you getting from Santa? And he said, oh, Santa is poor this year, so I'm not getting anything. And, you know, mm-hmm. this pressure on families and everyone to be able to have this, like, level of gift giving and, you know, um, how much that can put people into a financial strain. I totally agree with you. Like, I just am like, ugh, it's icky. So do we think that Christmas has lost a lot of its meaning for a lot of people? Or, Well, I think the capitalism and multinational <laughs> companies have... Um, kind of uh gradually just taken over over the meaning of it right and it's and it's just all all about that and i don't know it's it can make a lot of people sad as well so Mm. you talked about the family aspect yeah for those of us who are lucky enough to still be connected with their family or have chosen family to spend that time with but then what if you don't it's this societal pressure go into that and it's 
Well, there's also an aspect of forced fun, which I will oh, always yes. rail against. <laughs> oh my God. Being told when I should when I should do what? Being told to do anything already I'm offside. And being told, okay, now you must be happy and have fun now on this day and feel merry and all of that. Just, See, yeah. I, I, and I don't know if this is a generational thing, me being a Gen X, but I love Christmas and I still love Christmas. And it almost marks a point in my year every year. Like I have already posted out Christmas cards. What? Yeah. <laughs> you send Christmas cards yeah. so in the first place. So, I write so personal retro. messages Amelia, in each of them. Amelia, so. have you ever gotten anything in the mail from a friend ever? No, I Gen do X. actually enjoy writing Gen letters, but I'm I'm the anomaly in this case. Yeah. But can I just say, um, how long ago did you post these Christmas cards out, Fiona? I posted them um, a fortnight <laughs> ago. I've been buying them for the last since the Christmas <laughs> cards have come out. And, and I spend hours looking for the right Christmas cards. <clears throat> I'd just like to say I have not received a Christmas card. <laughs> I send them to my family and it's a, it's a, I haven't sent them out to my friends, I will say. Um, but Fine. like I, indivi- I don't go buy a packet, I buy individual cards. So it costs me a bit. Like cards, cards have got so expensive and it's really hard to find them because people don't send them anymore. So they don't make them anymore. And my mum is obsessed with the perfect Christmas card. So every year I search and search and search until I find and her perfect Christmas card cost me $15 this year. Wow. Um, but it's beautiful. It's 3D and it opens up. And, and the funny. And it does your taxes. Yeah, it's just beautiful. <laughs> and, and the thing about this year, I, had, I didn't send them during COVID uh, because obviously the shops weren't open to go do all your Christmas card shopping uh, in Melbourne. And um, I sent them this year. But what I can't get over is the amount of people who then rang me and, and t- asked to say thanks for the Christmas card and what you wrote in it. And then I was having these like hour long conversations. I've had conversations all week from people ringing me saying, oh, I really like the Christmas card. And I'm just talking about family and that. Um, so really, how many cards would you be sending? I sent out um, 15 cards this year. Yeah, 15 mm. cards. Mm. You're you know, quite yeah. sentimental, um, Fiona, because... That's quite that's quite a lovely thing. Do you hold on to the cards that you get? Do I do for a period of time. I do. But then um, I do a bit of the Mary Kondo thing where I thank the card very much for everything that it gave me and then it finally gets in the bin. So Because otherwise you just, you know, when you get to 53, you've just gathered so much junk. You just don't want that as well. So I reread it and I go, oh, that's a really lovely thing. And thank you for that. Put it out in the universe and I put it in the bin. Um, put it into landfill. Yeah, that's right. With all I the other recycle. It's recycled. <laughs> um, but but I just I I I mark Christmas as a like it's a, a time for me where my family come together and um, and we don't do huge Christmas gifts and things like that. Like I, you know, you guys know I haven't given you all gifts. I don't give gifts to everybody or anything like that because I think it's more about letting people know. I think Christmas for me marks letting people know why they're important to you in your life. That's mm. really what Christmas means to me. And it's a time I, for me to tell people that. Can I ask a question in the whole Christmas card realm? Mm. Have you guys ever heard of a Christmas letter? Yes. yes. I, I receive one quite regularly from my no. auntie. Yeah. My, my so, family does them. Yeah. yeah. Like from I the queen. It's, it's oh. honestly like, in my opinion, I think now that I'm an adult, I'm like, it's kind of weird. And it's very popular amongst like my family and my family's friends. Yeah. And it's always nice to get one to see what people have been up to. But it's kind of like 
this has been our year. Everything's been great. Like, look at what my children are doing. Yeah. They've achieved X, Y, Z. I'm like, no one ever has a Christmas letter where they're like, ah, oh, this was a shit year. Everything's, yeah. It's like the OG version of, of social media Instagram feed. It's like, is it, true. what age group is it? Because for me, like my Christmas letter normally comes from a baby boomer. You know, so um, the baby yeah, boomer will send me the yeah, Christmas letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and an yeah. older Gen X maybe, but yeah. not my millennial friends. Or oh, Gen God, Z. no. <laughs> no, that was phased out by, by the time it got to Xenial land. Or it's the Christmas email. It's the Christmas email. Yeah. That's also the Christmas letter yeah. too, you know, and it's the same one that goes to everybody, yes. you know, mm. the same one. Dear family and friends, let us recap 2022 for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they recap it. It's so true. It's so true. It can be really yeah, long, those letters. Can, and then be photos. Really and, yep. Oh, yeah. my yep. God. Yep. Yes. And, like, my dad will agonise. He's like, what should I put in this? Like, I don't want it to come across sounding too much like this or too much like that. And which picture out of these? I'm like. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's um. Is there a social media equivalent uh, in your generation, Amelia, of like the year wrap up, like a kind of um, what do you call real? <laughs> of like, actually, yeah, there is normally like an end of year like real trend where everyone just dumps all like, oh, what an amazing year, how great, woohoo! But yeah, it's depends. Do you mm. think? Christmas, like, I just going back to what you said, Amelia, about that Christmas letters, the woohoo, what a year. Like, do you think it's because it's a celebration of life and things like that? That's why we're uncomfortable talking about, God, it was shit. Or, you know, because I feel like the my was what a terrible year is. I didn't send out a Christmas card that year. <laughs> I just mm. didn't do it. Oh. I couldn't. I could barely get through COVID. There's nothing positive I could write in that. So let's not just send them this year. Do you think do you think that's what it is or I feel like Christmas is always in my opinion I feel like Christmas is chaos but I feel like it makes people really it's a it's a time market to look back at a year that has passed and people kind of get that a little bit around their birthdays as well but it's sort of this universal like we've made it through another year almost reflecting on our mortality like my favorite one was my late grandmother bless her rest in peace um she every year would be like oh i might not make it to next christmas i'm like what do you say to old people when they say that at christmas like you're like no don't be like that it's like in the back of my mind like yeah maybe you might not like <laughs> it's let's not kill the vibe granny like <laughs> you're having Aww. a good time together like what do Aww, you like i think granny. it really makes people reflect <laughs> you're like what do you say to that <laughs> i think for me new year's is that though it's that like New Year's Day and, and New Year's Eve is that reflection. And um, on this kind of topic, I've got a friend, we do this amazing exercise every every year, sometime in the first week of Jan, called Top Three, Bottom Three. And we talk about the top three, the best three things that happened in the year and the worst three things that happened in the year. Oh, right? That, and we make a, a whole like af- afternoon of it. We clear the schedule we sit down and we really unpack like the detail of all of that. You've got to get ready for your top three, bottom three meeting. And I've kept it in an email. This is now, I think the 12th year. And it's really fascinating to look back and go, wow, that thing that I can't even remember now literally made it into the, like one of the worst things that happened to me in 2000 and whatever, 12. Mm. Um, or, you know, wow, that amazing thing happened that I 
forgot. And um, it's really cathartic oh. and it really puts things in perspective and I love reading back over it. Um, and seeing some of the recurring themes as well is interesting. It's like, ah, oh, crap, that made it into the bottom three again. Or <laughs> some, some things make it into both. But it was funny with 2020 COVID, she, we both, both of us just by mutual kind of understanding just never did it. We never asked each other about it. We never tried to do it. We didn't even say let's cancel it this year. We just didn't speak of it. And then in August 2021, when are we going to do top three bonds? I'm looking Aww. forward to it. And so 2020 just never happened. Wow. <laughs> so what will you do on Christmas Day? What's your Christmas Day look like? I can start. So my, because my husband's family's passed away, we used to have to do two Christmases. So we'd always stay the night at his parents' place on Christmas Eve and we'd get up and do Christmas breakfast with them. And then around 12 o'clock, we'd go to my parents' place for a lunch, which would be around two or three. Um, now it's just to my parents' place and, um, or, or it'll be one of my sister's place. We share it around now. And, uh, and it is the traditional Christmas lunch. It is the turkey it is the pork. Um, we'll have a pudding with coins in it, you know, coins that have been um, cooked so you can, as you eat, you have to be careful not to break your teeth, so you can collect your Christmas money out of the um, The thing, you have a dentist the in thing. the family. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, it's all the traditional Christmas, no wavering from it at all. I think if we did, my mother would have a heart attack. And, and we open gifts. What, what do you guys do? Well, I mean, I used to love Christmas growing up. Um, but I think once I got married and having to split between families, mm. it became really challenging. And so typically our month before Christmas is at least um, the three weeks, I guess, before Christmas, we would have a family Christmas event for Scott's side of the family each weekend. Yeah. And then on Christmas Day, we'd have two... Christmas parties so one with my side of the family at lunchtime and then um, Scott's family at dinner time and um, you know my side of the family we would either have Sri Lankan food and a massive Sri Lankan spread or sometimes we'll go um, a traditional like Christmas ham and salads and that kind of stuff with Scott's side of the family it's always turkey pork and um, roast veggies and dehydrated peas because they used to do Christmas camping and so they used to have dehydrated peas and so now they have dehydrated <laughs> peas even though they're not camping anymore. So uh, do they dehydrate them and then rehydrate them? No, they them? buy dehydrated. I wanted to like, really understand what's going on. They buy dehydrated, yeah. We have a food dehydrator and that shit takes time. Yeah. Like it takes a really long time and a lot of electricity to dehydrate like spaghetti bolognese peas oh my the labor God. of love the labor of love <laughs> that's so funny and yeah there's there is a lot of presents that happen there's so much expectation that comes I think with Christmas Day and what it means and and the importance held towards particular times like you know do you get Christmas lunch or do you get Christmas dinner and I know for a lot of my friends that's like a big argument that might happen across in-laws like well if you get Christmas lunch like that's the coveted space right and you know, that can cause interesting conversations. It's funny when hearing Dash talk about this fight about Christmas lunch. The day I got married, my mother took my husband aside and just said, just to let you know, Christmas lunch is always at my house. And he said it was scary. <laughs> yeah. 
And she must have done that to all of my sister's spouses, probably. <laughs> Just like wow. But how did your your sister's spouses feel about that? Like in their families, like I wonder what they felt. Well, we all married um, internationally, so my sisters. Uh, we've all got husbands that come from overseas whose families are overseas. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so convenient. it hasn't been too hard. <laughs> hasn't been too mm. hard, you know, to... to she's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> she's lucky. But can I just say one other thing? My One of my favourite, favourite Christmases was, I think, 2014, 2015. Um, we spent most of the December in the lead-up in New York. And, mm. you know, it is a different vibe being in cold snowy weather in a country where Christmas is like next level epic like everywhere Christmas lights everywhere and you know it's cold and you're drinking warm apple cider and you know like all of these things that you hear about with Christmas and I I did get into the Christmas spirit that year like I was just like this is around me there's Christmas music it's beautiful there's snow there's glistening stuff I'm totally into this (laughs) but then I'm like now it's hot and it's like (laughs) what are we doing anyway I'm a Grinch well I um am the opposite all of that sounds like a nightmare Mm. Um, I'll, I've spent many Christmases on my own and I love it. I love it. And people get really uncomfortable on my behalf that I might be literally just on my own on Christmas day. And I find that really interesting. Interesting. I'm making that choice and I want to, or, and I've lived overseas a lot, right? So I didn't have the option to come home and, and spend it with family. But I'm very comfortable because as I've made my views on Christmas quite clear. But um, it's interesting watching people get very uncomfortable on my behalf and not wanting that to happen. Oh, well, but, you know, you can do this or you can come with us or. And I appreciate that. And that but they're projecting their expectations of what I should do on Christmas mm. onto me. So this um, is the going to what you're saying. This is the first Christmas I'm not spending with my husband in all my time I've been with him. So over 30 years, we're not having Christmas together and he's having the day on his own. Like he's, um, cause I'm going um, interstate and he's staying here. Um, and I, I'm projecting onto him, um, Sarah, exactly what you're saying. I'm like, oh my God, is he gonna be okay? And you know, and then my family is saying, oh, is there someone who we can spend Christmas with? And, and so I spoke to him about it this week and he was like, the best gift you're giving me is a day on my own on Christmas Day. <laughs> he's just thrilled. He's it's absolutely Christmas, thrilled. That's his Christmas present. All it's his, his Christmas, Christmas present. Come at once. Like, <laughs> exactly what you'll say. He'll eat two-minute noodles on the day. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's just, you just go lone wolf. See, you just chillax. Just whatever you want to do. I always just whatever. Treat myself. If I want to eat two-minute noodles, I'll do that. If I want to get cheese, I'll do that. Um, but, yeah, that's, I just find that really interesting so I've spent many Christmases on my own and I really find to do that find to spend it really enjoy it just just chill do you do anything like do you listen to Christmas carols do you (laughs) (laughs) I can just see Sarah sitting in her room listening to the King's Choir boys and their dulcet tones not at all I'll absolutely not watch any of that I'll just do whatever makes me happy on that day or around that time and um, you're on holiday and you chillax and you do do you 
I'm not going to be running around buying landfill for people that I don't, like, it's just, I just, I, I, I just, everything about buying into the whole, um, that whole performance really, um, is not for me. But like I said before, really happy to see family and friends around that time and get together and be festive and yeah. all of that. There's lots of Christmas parties mm. this time of year. Great, great. But I won't sort of succumb to pressures on the day. Amelia, <laughs> what, what, is, what does your family do on um, Christmas Day? Uh, well, as I said, Christmas to me is chaos um, because particularly this time of year, for farming families, it's touch and go with harvest. So normally you're harvesting throughout Christmas. And so every farming child knows the stress of calling your parents being like, okay, what are we doing for Christmas? And then they're like, oh, I don't know. It depends on the weather or blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I get that. Can we just get like a general idea of where we physically are going to have Christmas so we can at least make some level of arrangements around it? I think like first, where maybe it's the end of November sometimes, but when you hear that first Christmas carol in the supermarket, all I can think of is shut up. I don't, there's not enough time left in the year to get done what needs to be done. <laughs> I do enjoy Christmas being all together. The thing is, is it's normally you're working up until like Christmas Eve. And especially if it's a normal year, you'll go and like jet off really quickly. My parents are in Bogengate and then I have family over sort of Ningen Kobar way. So normally it's just a mad dash go and have Christmas day together, mad dash back and then get back into the harvest. Cause every day you lose is money you're losing essentially. And that's the main income for the year. It can also be um, very depressing for them too, if they've had a wipeout of a Chris of a harvest because then they know there's literally no income coming in. Goodness. So for me, Christmas is important because for example, my mum, her languages of love is acts of service and gifts. And so I'm always very considered in terms of like the gifts that I'll get her to show like appreciation and love. Not that she's a materialistic person, but she likes to know, like that's how she expresses love as well. So she'll really go into painstakingly wrapping them. Sarah, you will have a heart attack if you ever saw how beautifully wrapped these gifts are. They're in like brown paper with belly bands, ribbons all over the place. Wow. We do keep them and we do reuse them each year, but oh my gosh, it's an artwork. <laughs> Like next level, people are just like you. Christmas is crazy. For me, by the time I get to Christmas, it's a bit of a crawl for me. I'm a bit exhausted by the time. Mm, I don't know yeah. what it is. It's almost like um, just just need Christmas to come. Like I just need it to come and have a couple of weeks off and chill and spend it by the beach. And I I I, I spend Christmas how I should spend my life normally if that makes sense. That's how I should spend my life. I should be going to the beach every day. I should be connecting with friends and chatting to them. Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about Christmas this year and just thinking, take the time to just reflect on where your life is at the moment. Because after COVID, everything changed, you know. Um, and maybe use Christmas as a time to redefine what your life should be moving forward. And I think my life should be more time in nature, less time on the phone, um, and more times speaking to friends. Like, it's just been so gorgeous having people ring me up before Christmas and just chatting to them for ages. Mm. Just so nice reconnecting and doing all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I just... But it, that's the meaning of Christmas to me. The meaning of Christmas is this reconnection with yourself and with others and... 
got nothing about the gift. Like my husband said to me the other day, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, literally nothing. But every year he writes a Christmas card to me. And most years when I open it up, I weep as I read it. So because it's always something that I just think, oh, my God, he has seen into my soul. Like, wow. And I keep those cards. I do never throw those cards away. That's so beautiful. So, but that's that's what Christmas should be, I think. Anyway. Wow, I'm getting really carried away. You're turning <laughs> me into a believer here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm nodding along going, yeah, Christmas, that's exactly what it is. I just, wow. I love that he's written you this beautiful card and I texted my boyfriend today asking him to buy me an iron for Christmas. <laughs> But I think this is the thing, right? Like, I feel like if we, if you have the privilege and the opportunity, because I, I totally understand there are people who have lost people, there are people who are estranged from people, but if you have the privilege and opportunity to be around people you love, that you are connected with, that is amazing. Like, that is actually amazing. And if it is about spending quality time with them, I think that is an incredible Christmas. Like, if that could be what Christmases were, instead of the hecticness of lots of events and lots of gifts and lots of trying to get all of this kind of stuff organised, I would find it much better. But um, it does... That sounds blissful, Fiona. That's <laughs> how Christmas should be. How Christmas should be. Thinking a lot... I'm, it's, I'm really reflective this year about Christmas... I thought sort of after COVID that a lot of us would be changed and that a lot of that materialism and things like that would be quite different and people would be a lot more tolerant. But I sort of find that maybe not. Maybe right. we've gone the other way and we're overspending and we're all cranky and we're, yeah, I working too hard because it feels like we have to catch up. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I thought the same, but I, I do think I agree with you. I feel like it's almost like the world is more demanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, making up for lost time. Yeah. yeah, making up for lost time, yeah. Mm. So so I completely see what Sarah's saying about the waste and I'm even reflecting myself about don't don't buy too much like <laughs> stuff that needs to go in the bin, like please don't do that, um, Fiona, like don't have that waste. Um, uh and yeah, what Christmas really means. I think it's really important to um, to to reflect on that. Hmm. Any parting words from you girls? Maybe that could be a new movement around Christmas. Minimalist Christmas. Yeah. A clean Christmas. A clean I feel Christmas. like that is such our generation though. Like that's the gen <laughs> that's the millennial Gen Z kind of like, like minimalist. How can we make a social media movement? Not Gen like X. This? Gen X is insane about Christmas. Yeah. And the baby boomers, I feel yeah. like, are insane about Christmas. And so, you know, I would love a minimalist Christmas. I would love a Christmas that is just about, you so know, the connection and the relationship as opposed to My mum, in preparation for us coming, baby boomer, she's got four Christmas trees up. Oh, my Lord. The entire house is lit within an inch of itself outside. She's got Santa Clauses in the house. She's got reefs. Her neighbour came around and knocked on a door to congratulate her on her Christmas decorations and said she definitely wins for the street. But I think that's a boomer thing. I really, I really do. I really do. And it's just so important to her. Hundred um, percent yeah. boomer. Yeah. Boomer. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait to see it. To be we honest. don't even have a tree up, and Scott has banned Christmas music, and it's only allowed to be played on Christmas Day. 
<laughs> I love Christmas trees. I haven't put one up. But Scrooge. I'm worried the dog will eat it. <laughs> but if I didn't have my dog, I'd probably put the tree up. <laughs> Just wanted to say a big thank you to all our listeners. Uh, thank you for coming along and listening along to season one of the XYZ experiment. We have absolutely enjoyed um putting this season together, hearing from you and um, obviously talking with each other. We will be back in the new year. um, So stay tuned. um, Keep an eye out on our Instagram to see when our new episodes will be dropping in 2023. Hi, everyone. It's Dash. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the XYZ Experiment podcast. And don't forget to leave a rating and a review. If you've enjoyed our show and um, like what you're hearing, tell all your friends and family and hit that subscribe button. If you want to hear our updates and know when episodes drop, follow us on Instagram at the XYZ Experiment for all the latest updates and news. And our original music was composed and performed by the amazing Luke Champion.